Hello, my name is Shams Rahman. I'm a partner at Edwin Co. here at Lincoln's Inn in our property and trust litigation team. Our property and trust litigation team is extremely knowledgeable in acting on behalf of both commercial landlords and tenants. We act on behalf of uh, trust companies, uh, family offices, private individuals and uh, uh, corporates. And we have a very wide range of experience in terms of acting for both sides, which really sets us apart from uh, our counterparts. An area of particular interest where we're acting for landlords, tenants and also guarantors is in relation to rental arrears that have accrued over the coronavirus pandemic. I'm sure we'll all recall the extremely challenging days gone by when we all lived life under the severe restrictions imposed by the government to tackle the spread of the virus and also to try and keep the economy alive. One such measure was a moratorium introduced by the government which severely limited a landlord's options for enforcing any commercial rent arrears. This was primarily intended to provide tenants with some breathing space, protecting tenants also from having their leases forfeited or their businesses wound up due to non-payment for rent in circumstances where they were essentially unable to trade. As such, the moratorium was initially only intended to last for a few weeks. However, as with most things throughout the virus and throughout the pandemic, this was continuously extended before finally coming to an end on 25th of March 2022. And you'll note this was exactly two years after the start of the pandemic. The result of this moratorium is that some tenants have accrued vast rent arrears while others have entered liquidation and left their guarantors facing large bills for the rental arrears. Unsurprisingly, landlords are also feeling the pressure and really feeling the squeeze having not received any rental income for a prolonged period and are keen to recover the sums outstanding uh, to secure their properties via forfeiture. The government was eager to prevent further disruption to the economy by way of landlords commencing legal proceedings or forfeiting their leases. The government therefore introduced the Commercial Rent Coronavirus Act 2022, which ensures that certain rent arrears are ring-fenced and introduces a binding arbitration scheme that must be pursued instead of court proceedings for these arrears. Turning then to the Commercial Rent Coronavirus Act 2022, uh, as a result of this act, the first step we will undertake when, when somebody approaches us with a dispute about commercial rent arrears is to determine whether or not the rental arrears fall within the act, since different considerations and strategies apply to each case. In summary, in order for the rent arrears to fall within the act, they must meet three specific requirements. Number one, the arrears must be for rent reserved under a business tenancy. This can include claims for rent, service charge, VAT and interest, depending on the definitions within the particular lease. Number two, the arrears must have accrued during the protected period, which for these purposes is the period between 21st of March 2020, which was the start of the pandemic, and 18th July 2021, or earlier depending on the type of business. And number three, the business must have been adversely impacted by the coronavirus such that the government placed restrictions upon it or forced it to close. For example, offices and pharmacies do not fall within these protections since they uh, continue to be open. The Act severely restricts the enforcement action that can be taken in relation to a protected rent debt. If the rental arrears are deemed a protected rent debt, parties now have until 24 September this year to agree how to settle debts or to refer the disagreement to an arbitrator in accordance with the new process set out in the Act. 
The Act then sets out a prescriptive process that the parties must follow, and the Government has published its Code of Practice, which sets out the principles that the arbitrator must take into consideration before deciding on the award. These considerations are commercial and consist of achieving a balance between 1. Preserving or restoring the viability of the business of the tenant so that this is consistent with preserving the landlord's solvency and 2. Requiring a tenant to pay the debt in full without delay so far as this is not inconsistent with a party's solvency. Now, in order to achieve this balance, arbitrators can award a reduction in the debt and stroke or give extra time to the tenant to pay up to a maximum period of 24 months. If the arrears are not caught by the Act, the usual remedies for the landlords still apply. These include forfeiture, commencing legal proceedings or using commercial rent arrears recovery remedies, including insolvency. However, despite the Act not applying, the Government has made it clear that the Code of Practice can still be used by any business struggling with its rent arrears, even if it does not fall within the scope of the protection of the Act. This is of course a useful negotiating tool and can often help the parties negotiate a commercial settlement, thereby reducing costs and helping properties remain tenanted. This is clearly a benefit to both landlords and tenants and of course for the wider, for the wider economy. I want to touch on the advantages and disadvantages of the Act. A clear benefit of this process is that an arbitrator can consider the commercial reality of the situation and balance both parties' solvency. Arbitration can also potentially be much cheaper than legal proceedings. In fact, depending on who you are representing and their financial status, the fact that each party must bear their own costs is a benefit and should ensure that disputes are resolved relatively quickly and cost-effectively. In contrast, the county courts are often facing a very large backlog of cases at the present time following the pandemic. Another benefit of arbitrating is that the process is shorter since the arbitrator must make up his or her decision within 14 days of any hearing. However, one of the guiding principles of the Code of Practice is that the arbitrators must take into account is that if a tenant can pay, then they should pay. This does leave many practitioners wondering how generous arbitrators will be for tenants who have rent arrears but have simply managed to salvage their business despite the last two years and not paid any rent. A further downside to arbitration is that the arbitrator's decision must be published. Tenants must carefully consider this requirement as it could affect a future landlord's willingness to lease space to them if they have a history of rent arrears. It also appears that some parties would prefer to wait until 24 September this year uh, for this period to lapse so that they can consider whether the scheme will be extended after all or simply take advantage of the usual enforcement mechanisms for rent arrears arising after that period. In conclusion, Edwin Co are well placed to understand the commercial realities of your business and suggest solutions that work in the real world and for the long term. We eagerly await a decision on whether or not the arbitration scheme is extended. However, regardless of any outcome, we are confident we can help guide you through the process of rent arrears and any other property and trust-related disputes.